Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Bobby Houck has a new contract. And uh, both of us just stared blankly at one another when we saw the Instagram post. First of all, there was not a lot of uh, news about this ahead of time that this was in the works that this was happening and so forth and so on. And then there was also, but there was also all the uh, rumors of him, San Diego, San Diego State, State, right? A lot of times those rumors are conjured up to spark discussions for extensions. Well, in any case, he. Uh, he worked it out in his favor because for the first time, I think we could say safely, right, in the history of the state of Montana, a uh, a sports coach for a public university has a four-year deal, exceeding what had been the previous thought ceiling of three years being the max and all of that, which I guess we think, what, I mean, it requires an approval, a written approval by the Board of Regents to exceed yep. the three-year yep. ceiling that's there. So... This just came out this afternoon. We don't know a lot of the details of some of this stuff, of, of why a four-year deal was allowed in this case, of what went on in order to make that happen. And I'm interested to know, Coulter, like in the two years since Bobby Houck has taken over, back over at the University of Montana, yep. clearly the football team has gotten better each of the two seasons from the last year of Bobby, Bob Stitt. The first year of Bobby Houck was better. The second year of Bobby Houck was better still. Yep. A four-year deal in the scope of deals on a national level is not that long, no. but this is like the most aggressive deal that you could possibly put together for a coach. Like they, they went to work to get this. Oh, yeah, it's precedent setting. It's precedent setting. And I'm wondering, is it justified to you? 
Because mm. even as Bob, they, they they get back into double digits, they go they get a buy a, a seed in the national tournament. They uh, the Grizzlies win a, 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 a playoff game at Washington Grizzlies Stadium. They go to the final eight, the semi the, the quarterfinal, excuse me, of the FCS tournament. They also Bobby Hawk is owing for two against Montana State since he's been here, including an absolute thumping at Bozeman this past time around, and. In the final game of the season, it was it wasn't a great performance. And look, I'm not going to sit here. I understand like Dalton Steve didn't have his best day. I think we all understand that. But also, you know, there was he he took great responsibility on the punt block that the punt that was blocked by Weber State that led to the special teams touchdown, which ultimately was the difference in the game. You got to give great credit to the defense, which was absolutely lights out in that football game. And it was an ugly game. Pouring down rain, cold, sloppy, the whole thing. Yep. But I think on one hand, look, everybody, anybody that's a Montana Grizzly fan, if you're looking at this thing from an objective standpoint in light of just the football side of this, says things are much better now than they were three years ago for the Montana Grizzly program. Yep. Okay, But also... Does that justify going and creating a precedent-setting, never-been-done-before sort of contract to stamp in that sort of way the the formalization of the approval at its highest possible way that you could do that from the institution, from Kent Haslam onto Bobby Hawk? That's my question. Yes, because I think that the number one problem that's happened at the University of Montana over the last 10 years as an institution from the top down has been lack of stability. I think that you can talk about scandal and NCAA violations and all that the number one reason the Grizz aren't as good as they once were is because of all the coaching changes you just can't you can't sustain a nationally elite profile when you have as many coaching changes as Montana's had over the last 10 years unless it's just guys that are like Joe Glenn coming here for three years and then moving on to the FBS Mm -hmm. that's the only way that the quote-unquote instability can be beneficial other than that if guys are leaving their positions for any other reason than moving up, it's not going to be good for the program. And then also it's been lack of continuity because of multiple athletic directors, multiple presidents. I mean, three presidents, two athletic directors. That's then led to, count them up, if you count Bobby Hawks last year in 2009, five, five coaches. Yeah, yeah. So then that lack of stability then leads to lack of, of stability in philosophy. And that's where Montana on the field has suffered. We've had the debate going on three-plus years now. Did Montana take a dip because of the talent? I think that the fact that Bobby Hout came in here and used so many of Bob Stitt's players and is still using Bob Stitt's players, that talent was far down the list in terms of what the issues were. Yeah. It was just the changing in systems. When you go from Bobby Hout guy formation to Robin Flugrad Oregon spread to Mick Delaney 1960s pro-style offense to Bob Stitt air raid, to then back to Bobby Houck, which I, I do give Coach Houck credit for going out and hiring an offensive coordinator that is a lot different than what he had done in the past mm-hmm. to cater to this personnel, and then recruiting a quarterback who has a, a, a modern, a modernized skill set too. But all that said, stability is what the program needs. Mm-hmm. And like you said, four years is not that outrageous. It's precedent setting in Montana. Right. But just saying, hey, we're going to let you have a full recruiting cycle and we'll see where you're at in six years after your sixth season. The fact that they have some of the things that they have in place, I think you got to keep one guy in charge because you got to see 
it's going to be a couple of years still until we truly see the recruiting advantages that the champion center gives Montana. Yeah. And so I think it, it, it's necessary. I, I find this so striking because again, you can talk about all the reasons Bobby Houck left and all the reasons Montana fell from grace and all these sorts of things. But Bobby Houck's number one point of contention, his first time around was the year to year contracts. He used to rail and rant and rave about it all the time. We've talked to Rob Fennessy and Ty Gregorak, two guys that were on that coaching staff, and I think it's actually sort of ironic in the fact that on one hand, it was a just it, it was a thorn in Bobby Houck's side. He couldn't handle it, but on the other hand, it actually used him for he was able to actually use it for massive motivation with his coaches. It's like Rob Fennessy said. He said, "I showed up to work every Monday thinking I was coaching for my job." There was no talk about us being seven-time defending Big Sky champions and 80 and 17. No way. We're coaching for our jobs. Yeah. I think in a certain element, that actually was beneficial to Montana. But here nor there, I think this is a good move by Montana. Well, and and let me be clear, too. Tutel Nuwana's 102.9 ESPN Radio. The 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 question stems not not from the duration of it at all. And, you know, uh, as you said, I mean, well, that's really just one class cycle. I mean, that's not that's not that long. The point is, is that a lot of work was deliberately done to change a barrier that had never been changed before to do this. And that speaks to the that speaks to an, an additional level of um, of commitment, of work, of of ingrained sort of status of Bobby Houck at the University of Montana. I mean, look, when he, what Bobby Houck did the first seven years he was with the Grizzlies is unimpeachable from a football standpoint. Right. And you and I, when he was first hired back, had many, many conversations about the positives and negatives of Bobby Houck being hired here again. And from a football standpoint, once again, in the first two years, the 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 returns have been very solid. Mm-hmm. Also, we are from the first time he was here to this, occupying an, a vastly different era in Missoula, Montana, and in the nation at large, but particularly here. There's and, been a, and when you can overlay it with Bozeman, that's right, and Montana well, State overlay it with Bozeman, but also just the way people perceive sports what they what they what they value mm. i think once upon a time in missoula montana winning was the number one value that people had that fans had for the program mm-hmm. by and large if you're going to ask me i would still say it's probably number one but i think there's a number of other things types of kids who they are what they're about that have cr- creeped up there and by the way bobby Houck is by and large i think got a pretty good track record on some of that stuff as well and he will be the first to show you his track record of lawyers and teachers and businessmen that have matriculated through the university of montana football program and gone on to be very good very valuable very uh, uh invested citizens in whatever community and 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 stride of life they have chosen to go through go to but all I'm saying is it is a different climate that we are in now because of what happened at the University of Montana. There are still detractors of Bobby Howe along those lines. And in two years, that is not a ton of time to see what is the climate and culture that he is still working on implementing at the University of Montana in terms of the football team. And I I am surprised by this. A three-year extension, do the max deal, do the whole thing, that's great. And I also would like to know how much... 
who was who was at the tip of the spear, so to speak, saying this we got to get done. We got to make this bigger. You know? Was it was it Kent Haslam who said, You've done such a good job, I'm going to go to bat for you? Was it Bobby Houck saying, Hey, one year was bad, three years is better, but it still ain't good. We need to get longer. We need to have, is that is that how that I don't know. I don't know how it went. And the process to go to the board and regents and ask for this mm-hmm. is an interesting one. And I I'm even very delicate in talking about it because there's so little that we know. Like we don't know how these channels of communication and allowances work. We just knew that there was a rule and then all of a sudden or or at least a precedent and now there is a new one. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. I have a Freedom of Information Act request in for the contract as well as the assistant coaching salaries. It usually takes a while to get those, but we'll keep you up to date. I have a feeling that this contract that Bobby Houck just signed is precedent setting, not just for the duration of the years that it has. I also think that this is the most, the part I'm the most interested in is how much money does he have for his pool of assistance mm-hmm. and how is he divvying that money up? Also, where is that money coming from? This is speculation on my part right now so this is not fact this is just what i believe could be true and and we will confirm this as we get the numbers but i have a feeling that bobby Houck has more money to give his assistance than anybody else in the state of montana and maybe anybody else in the big sky conference i think that's one of the reasons why you have guys that are not only incredibly veteran coaches but there's been no one that's left with the Mm -hmm. exception of jay schillinger just last week. I just really highly doubt that Brent Pease, who's been an offensive coordinator in the SEC, is working for minimum salary coaching receivers. It is his alma mater. He is later on in his career, but I really don't think he's making 40 grand like receivers coaches around the country. I think he's making a lot more than that. He's also the associate head coach, so it comes with a little bit of a caveat, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in, in terms of percentages, sure, that guys like Tim Rosebach, Kent Bear, Brent Pease, if those guys are making good money. And, and that's that's a great step for this program as a whole mm-hmm. and a great example to set for the rest of the league, too, because I think, again, stability is the key to this whole thing. And I think that's where the Grizz were able to take a, such a huge step in from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. Every single coach was back. It's way easier to implement this this tough, hard-nosed culture when the message is the same and no kid feels abandoned and there's no weird lines of communication going on. So I get what, what, what you're saying for sure, 
it's just such an interesting situation well, because and, of the, again, it's, I'm not even saying anything. I'm just asking the question. No, I, I understand. A, I, I, I understand. The, unique circumstance. The, the, how do you phrase this? Oh, it's the point of all of radio, isn't it? Trying the, to figure the, it out. The, how to auto- the, it. the autonomy that Bobby Houck has yeah. is is amazing. That and I think that you yeah. know, there was all this speculation. There was there's people that I have talked to that said that he talked to them at fundraiser functions around the state and mm-hmm. there was talk that he really was offered the San Diego State job. We've heard that there's been people in uh, the administration that have talked about it as well. If he really was offered the San Diego State job, the head coaching job to replace Rocky Long, and he really did say no. First of all, that's crazy. Yes. It, it is a testament to, if that is true, it's a testament to his love of Montana. Capital certainly. I, capital F. But regardless, Bobby Houck has said this multiple times. He's not directly addressed what he's talking about, what he said multiple times. We have unfinished business here. Mm-hmm. If you know Coach Houck at all... That means one thing. If you know him at all, yes. you know that he is a maniacal competitor. Yes. If there was one guy that would turn down millions of dollars to coach in the Mountain West, simply... Or even the big sky. To scratch off the one looming thing on his resume. Three national championship game losses is the only blemish on his resume. If there's a guy that would... Do it yeah. at his alma mater to erase that or to overcome that, to get that monkey off his back. It's Bobby Howe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. I uh, If there is a guy, it probably is him. I'm just not sure there is a guy, and I think that there's a lot more to all of this stuff than There is, and, than and so know. stay tuned on those numbers because I really will be really mm-hmm. interested to see especially some of the incentives and stuff. It's it's also worth noting this, to tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, uh as we've talked about before, but Montana has the huge luxury of being by far, by far, the institution that the school that has the least amount of money as a matter of percentage coming from the institution going into its athletic program. Right. Be- and, between and, and between and the of- ticket sales that are second to none and the boosters that are second to none at the University of Montana, the athletics department is, they're not self-sufficient. It's, it's still a third, 35% right, but plus. It, but they're above a lot of schools even in the Mountain West. But, they're above schools like Nevada. They're above schools absolutely. like Wyoming. And you talk about Eastern Washington who's just had a you know a report put together formally by members of its own faculty saying cut athletics or cut way back on athletics because they're taking 70-75% of their budget from the institution itself. And that, by the way, is not, that's that's much closer to the norm. 60-70-75%, even 80 at plays like Cal Poly coming from the school to support the athletics department. And so, you know, when you talk about the money and people look at the, you know, some of the enrollment numbers and that kind of thing, you go, and, and now we're going to go, you know, pay this amount of money. Well, you know, the, the money is there in a lot of ways for the athletics at the University of Montana because they have been so well supported by their fan base and by uh, the, the people who have chosen to earmark money to the school in that rec- respect. So I got no problem with that in this at all. I'm just I'm just interested to see the specifics of this and then the future of this because this this says that Bobby Houck and not not that anybody thought that he was in any kind of not here to stay scenario but this this took it to a level that was was surprising to me. It's two telling Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. One last point on this yep. before we get into cap basketball. I think when you when you make the decision 
and this is this is a multiple person decision. This is an institutional decision. That's right. To bring Bobby Houck back mm-hmm. initially, mm-hmm. there's no choice but to see it all the way through. I think that you have to give him as much time as he wants and needs. And barring some sort of off the field scandal, if they produce, I just I think that there's no way you can cut ties with this guy. Period. Well, do you know what I'm saying? Like once once you go into this situation, you gotta just see how it plays out. I mean, you have to give him a bare minimum of six years. First of all, I don't think there's any reason to not do that. Right. Okay, so I'm not saying there is, but I also don't think, let's put it like this. Who was hired first, Bobby Houck or Seth Bodner? Seth Bodner. Wrong. Houck was here before Seth Bodner got hired, I believe. I mean, Seth Bodner's, I think, a year and a half into his tenure. Well, maybe coming up on two years. It's very mm, close. I think, but, I think that Bodner was hired. I think he's coming up. I well, think it was two and a half We'll have years. to take a look. But the point is, is that, I look, I mean, I think that there are... The idea that any school is just ultimately and completely beholden to a guy is is not unprecedented. I mean, you can look at places like sure. Alabama. You can look at places like Clemson. So we get all of that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be, but I'm not as ardent about it as you are. Like, there's no way that you could ever possibly not go down this Seth road. Well, Bodner you certainly took could. the president's role on January 1st, 2018. Mm-hmm. So just about a month after Bobby Houck was hired. And so all I'm saying is that like the athletics department and that's their show and Ken Haslam was well in place and you know that that you know he hired Bobby Houck after he released by you know Bob Stitt and so on and so forth but from an institutional standpoint I mean you said this is an institutional decision I don't think I don't think there is I mean clearly everybody is all in you know because because it has to get signed off by everybody at some point to get four years done. So so that's all well and good, but I just don't think you're not beholden to anybody. You know? Nobody, nobody is. It's a job. You can stay at your job or you cannot. More on this down the road. Yeah, man. I just I I think that it's I think that the word unique is misused a lot. And I think this is a truly unique situation in college football. We will uh speak more about this soon but next we got to talk about the montana state bobcats what they were able to do winning last night in bozeman and locking up a bye at a moment and in a space where it didn't look like that was going to come close to happen and also who do we got as a conference first team You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. The Montana State Bobcats were at a tailspin, 
got blown out of the gym. But uh, this is one of the times where the uh, cliche is so very true. It doesn't matter how much you lose by, it still only counts as one game. And they lost by 29 at Sacramento State last Thursday, eight days ago. And it looked like it might be all over, but the shouting, they were in sixth place, still an okay standing in terms of trying to get get a bye, but going to a good Northern Arizona team that had just beaten the University of Montana Grizzlies on their home floor. And Montana State just looked bad. I mean, it was just awful. And they go in and they get the win and surprise everybody. And then they go in last night and you wonder what team's going to show up here against a very talented Southern Utah team. And guess what? The right Bobcat team showed up. They get another win. They win by eight last night uh, over uh, over Southern Utah. Harold Frey, 22 points, including the bucket of the ball game with about 37 seconds left. He's able to make a huge shot. Even though they won by eight, it got down to a single possession. And Harold Frey stretched that thing back out. And also, I think it's worth pointing out, somebody who's starting to figure it out, and if he does, look out, Jabril Bello, 25 points last night. Are you ready, Coulter? 13 of 16 from the stripe. The big man. He's an excellent free throw shooter. Excellent free throw shooter, which is such a huge commodity for a guy who's playing on the interior like he is. He's shooting 76% from the free throw line this year, which for a 6'9 guy is, is outstanding. It is outstanding, and he's now scored 45 points in the last two games. So, you know, I I don't know if this is a corner that's being turned, if it's starting to figure it out, or if it's just two good games, and that's what it is. But he is, you know, if there's going to be a guy who has to be the other real complimentary player to Harold Frey for the Bobcats to be successful, at least offensively to me, it's got to be him. He's got great size. He's got great athleticism for how big he is, for how much he weighs. And he hasn't he hasn't played all the way up to what his physical uh, abilities seem like they would be able to cater to, but the last two games he has, they have both been, by the way, dubs for the Bobcats and Montana State with the win, clinching a bye in Boise, and uh, and that's huge. I mean, that's an outstanding job of navigating this regular season ultimately by Coach Sprinkle and then the, the, the rest of the team led by Harold Frey. As somebody that's covered Bobcat basketball since 2011, I will admit that I've been cynical because it just seems as if they are stuck in Groundhog Day. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the players are. Montana State's just going to show flashes and give you some optimism and then just somehow, some way, settle in at 15 and 15, sixth place in the league. One time they won a game in the tournament this last decade when they beat the 11 seed. And other than that, it's a one and done in the tournament, and it's just a rinse and repeat. Can't tell you how many times I've written the Bobcats are alone in fourth place with three weeks to play, and then they're not. Yeah, right. And these guys deserve so much credit for breaking through the glass ceiling in Danny Sprinkle's first season, man. No, I mean, no. Can I first ask you winning this, season in 10 years with a team that's, I mean, man for man, talent-wise, this is like seventh out of the last 10 teams That's in, right. in terms of the guys that they got, but they have one truly special player in Harold Frey, and they got a coach who has so often when a new coach comes in, there's so much attrition, there's such a learning curve to acclimate to this guy. I think that every single person that's involved in Montana State basketball has been like, wow. We love Danny Sprinkle. Let's play hard for Danny Sprinkle. Yeah. The way his player the way he's connected to his players so quickly and the way he's connected to the Bobcat fan base. But that's the other thing is Brian Fish 
really revamped a program that had lost almost total interest. The records have not fluctuated at all over 10 years, but the crowds were dismal in the last couple of years of Brad Hughes. Fish got the fish and Tyler Hall got people back in the stands. Sprinkle's taking the next step even. Yeah. They have a real home court advantage. I mean, they're really good on their home court. I want to ask you this, and I don't want to be a wet blanket on this because all the things that you said are true. Yep. Okay. But at the end of the day, they play Northern Colorado mm-hmm. tomorrow tomorrow. Yep. And a it's going to be a, a game that Northern Colorado is absolutely going to be gunning for because they still have a chance to win the Big Sky Conference regular season. And Montana State, obviously, on Harold Frey's senior night is going to is going to come out. And say, it's going to be a great game tomorrow in Bozeman. I'm looking forward to this game. If Montana State were to lose it, and we know how good Northern Colorado is, they're ten and ten. <laughs> the end of no, the, no they finished five hundred yet again. Now they no they doubt. have sealed up a winning season overall. They're sixteen and fourteen, and they got a buy, and and they've got a buy. But the buy, it's so it, the buy is. It, I guess the thing is, if you want to be pessim- not pessimistic about this, but if you want to go, well, they're still 500. This is what they've always been. They're just 500 in a year where it works out to be 500, given the way that the 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 the, the season transpired. But I, I'm only bringing that up as a devil's advocate because I don't buy that view, even though people will want to say that. And who knows? Maybe they win tomorrow and they go 11 and nine, and which is not significantly above 500, but it is, and then also further stamps what they are but the thing that i buy is the exact thing that i opened this all with and that is that it at at time not just once you said six times they've been dead on the side of the road maybe maybe so but certainly several times this team has looked d-u-n done i mean and they have come back every time and i give them a ton of credit because that's something we have not seen who's who's lost multiple games in league play by 25 points and then got a bye Right. Well, Usually and, that's the thing that just fractures like the whole just thing. Know. Yeah, that's right. And they, they have bounced back from those. And by the way, they've won a couple of games by 20. You know, they have dominated. No they dominated Idaho. Times, yeah, yep. in, in this thing. So it's it's the thing that I would be worried about if I was Montana State in the tournament is that very thing because they have been maybe the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in terms of the way they've played in certain games, and you just can't afford that. So the inconsistency night in and night out is the thing that will kill you in a tournament setting, obviously. Uh, But they're also, I think, a dangerous team because when they are putting it together and when Harold Frey's mixing it up the way he does, it's as good as it gets. We'll take a quick break. One more point on this. Yes. The, from a matchup standpoint, that's what's going to be the most interesting point because we talk about matchups all the time. And the last couple of years, there's been such outstanding players that sometimes the matchups took a backseat because if you got Andre Spite, who cares about the matchup? You got a dude who's going to score right. 40. When you got Michael Ogina and Ahmad Rory, there's no bad matchup because you got yeah. the best two two way guards in the entire league. Right. No one has that combo right now. Everybody that's in the top five has strengths and has weaknesses. But the most interesting part of this is that Portland State swept Northern Colorado. If Portland State would have been healthy, who knows what would have happened with Montana. But the time that they were healthy, they took it to Montana. And they've been competitive against Eastern Washington. Yeah, right, totally. The Bobcats are the best matchup in the league for Portland State. I guess what I'm saying is that if you are Northern Colorado and Montana, you want to avoid Portland State, whereas the Cats, you're not as scared of Portland State, and maybe the Cats can do those other two teams a favor by taking Portland State out. Right, right. 
I mean, it is. It's it's an interesting scenario, and that's why. I mean, tomorrow. This is another thing, by the way, that makes the the Montana State women so impressive because it always comes down to the last game, both in terms of who's going to win the league, which there's still three teams alive to win the Big Sky Conference on the men's side on the last day of it, and also who's going to play who. How's that whole thing going to shake out? And so this is the stuff that's just so crazy that I don't know. On February the the, the 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 22nd or whatever it was, Montana State could basically go, well, we'll see you in the uh, capital Idaho here soon. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Coulter, we're going to get to the two-minute mashup here in just a moment. Quickly, you and I... There's six first-teamers, basically, in, in men's basketball. There's the five first-teamers and the MVP, okay? I don't want to sit here and pick an MVP right now, but you and I are in agreement on three guys for sure I know, that Jonah Radova, uh, 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 Harold Frey, and Saeed Pridget are all three of the six that are going to be in those spots. Are we in agreement on that? Yes, we are. Okay. My other three as of right now, okay, and I haven't settled for sure on this, but I am taking Mason Peatling from Eastern Washington. I agree. He's the best player on what is right now the best team. and He's also won Conference Player of the Week four times, yeah. which goes into it a little bit. Yep. Uh, I'm taking Mason Peatling. He's also leading the league in rebounding during conference play while also averaging close to 19 points per game. So he's, a, he's the only guy in the league averaging a double-double. Despite, despite all of the health issues that he's had and gone through, which is actually part of the reason why it's so impressive what he's done. I'm still taking Jarek Harding and putting Jarek Harding on, on the first team. And then the last spot that I would have is would be between Trayvon Allen, Trayvon Allen, Holland Woods, and Kendall Manuel. Those would be the three guys that I would be trying to pick between to put in the last spot. Trayvon Allen, to me, it would be for sure if his team, but he, they're, they're just not good. Idaho is just right. not good. And again, I don't, it's not his fault, man. He's carried, it's, it's he's not done his fault. everything. And I think it does come with a caveat because the fact that they had six seniors, lost them, went full rebuild and had eight freshmen last yeah. year. And then because of really stupid NCAA perceived violations, mm-hmm. got rid of their coach. I think that that comes with a caveat because I think that Trayvon Allen deserves credit for not leaving. Yeah, I, I mean, I right now my tendency would be to pit Trayvon Allen over over Kendall Manuel and over Boo Boo Woods. 
See, I got Holland Woods on the first team, you period, do. over Harding, even. Really? To me, the debate is Harding, Manuel, and Allen. Mm, okay. But Harding and Allen's teams have both really struggled. And, you know, Manuel has, has put up great shooting splits and good scoring numbers during league play. I mean, Kendall Manuel's sixth in the league in shooting percentage. He's the only jump shooter that's there. The other guys that are ahead of him are all either posts or slashes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, I think the other guy that maybe could be in the mix is Cam Shelton at NAU because mm. NAU has been a lot better, and yeah. he's definitely their most uh, important player. I think it's Jarek Harding. I'm, I'm, I'm going. Oh, I, I'm, oh, I'm putting, putting in. Yeah, I'm putting Harding on there above Manuel, above Allen. Okay, so we actually would ultimately, if we stayed with that, and we're not beholden to this, we would have the same six, but in a different order. But the order doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But okay. Uh, now, David, let me be clear. Did, we're going to do our two minute mashup. Do you want to? Do we want to talk about these verticals before the mashup or after? It'll be relevant after. Okay. So so. Don't set it up at all with that. Just play the thing and then talk about it. Is that what you're saying Just to me? play the thing. Boys and girls, it's Friday. We're going to have some more fun finish up as we do. What happened this week, you'll find out in two minutes. It's the Two-Tail Nuanas two-minute mashup. My head's still ringing. Hello, Montana. I think I get my pay docked for this, right? We're uh, arriving late to a live radio show. Okay. You get paid? I'm never giving Ryan this chair back. It's now Nuanas and Tutel. What a time. ESPN. It's already something special. I think you'd expect every person that's going to play linebacker in the NFL to be able to do 20 reps. Yeah. 20. Okay. If the punter from Arizona State can do 25, you'd expect that the Buck Buchanan winner can. To me, the bench press is the least actually important. Dante Olson, one of the most polarizing combines that we maybe have ever seen. We don't have any information on terms of, you know, how this all took place, when, what the timeline was. He starts out by benching 15 reps on the 225 pounds. That is sort of the essence of the combine. You just never know where you're going to have that night. Mm -hmm. The greatest night of your basketball career. It's absolutely a stunning number that he's got. I think he had the highest vertical at the combine thus far, period. Whoa. And he runs 488. If you need me to explain it to you, just Wikipedia it, okay? It was accentuated tenfold because two participants later <laughs> this guy from the spaceship comes down and runs a 439 Isaiah Simmons one of the most impressive combines ever look at it now that's it I'm not gonna go play in the NFL there's no chance and there's a lot of weight versus weight here that's to my advantage compared to Dante Olsen I weigh 25 more pounds than he does right three inches shorter okay you look great I thought it wasn't as detrimental to him everything okay just his introspective nature and how real he is he's a throwback man it's like talking to somebody that grew up in the 80s like we did. How good is this team right now, really? You're going to play your five cupcakes that you're going to beat by 30 at home? Wayne Tickle, a uh, guy who is certainly beloved around western Montana, really anywhere he's ever been, which is basically everywhere. I only ever thought of him as Mr. Tinkle. You couldn't have eaten the waffles? You couldn't have put your shoes on to keep your socks dry for the day? They look like awkward baby deer. Oh, okay. Yeah, sports. I get the notion of promoting toughness in your program, but at some point we got to help this guy out. Nobody cares about our problems. That's right. That's right. That's so right. let's talk about sports. But his dad's Dennis Erickson. That's why I'm trying to figure out if this is the ultimate Bobby Houck troll. You know when you think something's going to be, I don't know, 15 minutes and it's maybe an hour and 15 minutes? And you go, oh, wow, hadn't hadn't anticipated that. Excellent work, David, as always. Applaud all the way around. Uh, okay, now what do we want to know about the vertical, though? Two guys went higher. Coulter than... just said it was the best vertical of oh, the weekend oh, at oh. the NFL. Oh, 
NFL Combine. But then a couple guys went over that, right? What was the, was it the best vert, was it was the best vertical of the weekend, right? Just not the best vertical ever. No, it was the best vertical by a linebacker. Okay, right, right. Simply just okay. a right, but didn't these guys that surpassed him go after him? What are no, you talking? You've confused both of us. Yeah, I don't know well, what you mean. All I'm saying is, at the time that I said that, it was the best vertical. But then two no, guys you said had that on Monday. Right? Wasn't there testing on Monday? There was no, no testing on Monday. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Two guys had a higher vertical than Dante Olson. But anyway. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, 44 and a half inches. That's pretty good. He is a wide receiver, though. Uh, the reason you don't know how good Donovan Peoples Jones is is because he played at Michigan, and Michigan cannot throw a football. Ironic. They got They need their quarterbacks to get to the professional level before they're any good. You get it? It's Tom Brady. I, I get it. Yeah, that, was, okay. uh, that was a long time ago that he was at Michigan. Coulter? You are headed for Boise, my friend. You're going to be there on Monday. You got all the equipment ready to go. Are you prepared for this? No idea. Okay. That's uh, reassuring. I will be here in Missoula with you Monday and Tuesday next week, provided that I'm able to get to Boston and back in 36 hours, leaving tomorrow morning. Boys and girls, have a wonderful weekend. I wish each and every one of you the very best. Thanks for being with us this week on Two Tell Nuanas, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana. We'll be back with you. For tournament week next week. See you then. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.